0: What up folks, what it do, welcome to another episode of the best advice ever podcast with your boy, comedian Mike Goodwin, the bow tie comedian, and as I start each and every podcast, well not each and every podcast, but I've been back on the road again, on the road again, I've been going to and fro, pretty busy, uh, last couple of weeks. Matter of fact, I'm actually done with my touring schedule for the year of 2023. We should get some round of applause. I need to go back, do a recap, a personal recap. And it's interesting to even get to the place where it's the middle of the month, like not really even the middle of the month. And I and I'm I'm not done in terms of work because I still have to create content, do the podcast. There are, are things that, that will be taking place. I'm just not going to be traveling, getting on stage and doing stand up for the remainder of the month. Unless, you know, they're always. Uh, can be somebody can slide something in. They can always be a little slide in. But for now, I have a block of time to kind of focus on the infrastructure. And I, I think, even, and I'll talk about this a little bit in the mind of Mike, but what the goal is for 2024. But on the road, I was just on the road. I actually was down in Hilton Head, South Carolina for the South Carolina Charter School conference I did <laughs> I did a combination of my keynote and my stand-up so I kind of merged the two it's interesting that you may not know I have a I have a keynote I have a keynote presentation I have about two I can do two different topics but my, my signature keynote is a keynote. It's called leadership and laughter. I talk about the I talk about three leadership principles or insights that have helped me move my comedic career from mediocre to extraordinary or from mediocre to memorable, right? And it's funny, but it's not a stand-up comedy set. It's, it's a keynote. I got slides. I have points. People are writing and taking notes. It's a full-fledged keynote. And when you hire me to do the keynote, this is typically what I would do. I will come, and it's 45 minutes to an hour. So depending on how much time I have, you can stretch it or you can abbreviate it, right? Then I have my stand-up, my set you hire me to do a set there's no slides there's no points there's no taking notes it's just funny cracking jokes doing content what happens often when you get hired for corporate events they're pretty clear like I I, this past week you know this week I I did this merge of the keynote stand-up thing but on Saturday, I did a, a, a corporate event. It was just comedy. It was 15 minutes of comedy where I thought I had 20 minutes. 15 minutes of comedy. <laughs> I don't know who listens to the show. I, I Hopefully, I think that people out there that have seen me and, and, and support me Maybe they're folks that book the shows. I don't don't know, or or, or desire to book the show. The the corporate event I did, 15 minutes. And they paid me handsomely 15 minutes for their annual meeting. 15 minutes. And that's that's a little bit humorous to me because when we receive requests and and, and the folks are, are talking about how much time they want, if they're saying minimum time, if they're like, hey, you know, just wanted to know we got this event, we want Mike to come and do 15 minutes, that means they want to pay little money. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, nothing big, just they want to pay little money. These people say 15 minutes and they want to pay the money. They would pay the fee. Because what I think people don't, Factor in if I'm doing 15 minutes at your thing or at your event, your your um at your event, it it restricts me from doing an hour somewhere else or 15 minutes somewhere else. So so you're not necessarily paying for the the 15 minutes. You're literally paying for me to to be there, and and in many instances, what the offer is is not significant enough to restrict me from will cause me to put a, a hold on my calendar and say, yeah, I'm, I'll make the commitment to be there because there may be a, a corporate event that's coming and they just, and at this rate, I want more time. Like, I want an hour. I want 45 minutes. I want to stretch out. 15 minutes, I'm like, yeesh. Woo. Like, we got to keep this. Like, there's no messing around. Like, you got to get to it, Jack. 15 minutes. <laughs> You got to come sending strikes down the middle. When you got 45 minutes, man, you can stretch. Shake out your arms a little bit. Uh, uh, Let me get comfortable. How y'all doing today, man? It's cold weather. You can take your time. You can slow roll. Not 15 minutes, buddy. 15 minutes, you got to make the most of your time. 15 minutes like a buffet. You gotta get all you can eat. You gotta pack it on that plate. Well, Thursday was it that where I created this? Not created, but at you know, and you get you get information from your client. They saying, "Hey, and this was interesting." They told us they said maximum comedy, minimum. You know, a little bit of they didn't say minimum learning, but you know, because these people have been in conf- in sessions. This is a conference. They they started the conference is 9 o'clock. I didn't do my presentation to four. So they had been doing it all day long, getting information, networking, sitting in in sessions and, and and keynotes and all that. They wanted to laugh, right? So I did my I did my keynote. I did, but it was abbreviated. I, I bare boned it. I didn't go all the way, all the stories. I didn't I didn't do all the. All the pieces, shout out to my guy, Andy Hernandez. I, I was I'm in a, I'm part of a, of a, of a business, a storyteller mastermind where these are the kind of things he talks about. He talks about making adjustments you know, that, you know, you, you, you want to come in and do this particular thing, but Hey, this is what the client wants. So I went heavy on the comedy with, with some, with some keynote principles, which I don't typically do that often, especially for 45 minutes. I could do that in 20 because I could do a lot of jokes up front, hit, hit, hit the points, topics, then get out of there with some jokes. But it went well. It went really well. Uh, charter schools from all around the state of South Carolina, but then there were some people from North Carolina there. There were some people from Georgia, I believe, that were there. So it, it, it mushrooms. So I do a good job there those folks go back to their organizations and say, hey man, we just saw this incredible comedian. He did his keynote. We should have him at our thing. So there was a lot of handing out of cards, a lot of handshaking, a lot of email exchange. And I'm the guy, you know, and and, and I, I see this I was telling my aunt this the other day. People marvel at how personable I am at their event. When you hire me, especially like an event like that where I, I ended up staying the night because I had a four o'clock presentation. My my, my keynote was four. It's a three-hour drive almost to get back home. I could have went home that night. It's a great room. Said, I, let me enjoy this room. Let me, let me breathe a little bit. Let me go out to dinner, meet some people. And that's what I ended up doing. I ended up going out to dinner with some of the folks that were a part of the conference. Came back to the hotel. All the folks were hanging out down in the lobby. If I'm if I'm at a conference, it's not uncommon for me to be the one of the last people to go up to the room. Like, that's just how I get down at a conference, man. I don't. I look at conferences similar to how people look at homecoming at their particular institution, especially at HBCU's. Homecoming week, there's no sleep even if even at my fraternity when you go to the conclave, no sleep, buddy, we here for three nights. I'm packing it all in, so that's how I get down at conferences like I get down, and especially for me, I just had to get up in the morning and go home, so that doesn't i'm not I'm not getting up going to the session now when I go to conferences and 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 I'm in sessions, I do the same thing. I burn it on both ends. I, I'm up to the wee hours. Like people, some people don't do that. Some people they do the conference. They go to meet with their friends in town or the city that they're in, have dinner in their room, process the night. Nah. Your boy is burning the midnight oil. I'm out here. I am out here. <laughs> not, not maybe, yeah, church conferences too. Like I I'm out here, man. I I I kicks it. Your boy kicks it. I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to keep up this pace, maybe. Maybe till I'm 60. I think 60 would be a good number to take it on back to the room. But I I I hold it down. I'm talking about the after after party, your boy's there. So I hung out. Hung out and shook hands and 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 made connections. Because what my business requires. It's for people to come out to the Big Dad Energy Tour. That's what I need y'all to buy a ticket to come out. So all these people, but and uh, separate from the tickets, I truly enjoy my life, and I enjoy every aspect of it. Travel, and there's very minimum in my life that I'm like, huh, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. Like there, there's been some very big components of my life. At times, I'm like, man, I wish I didn't have to do this. There's very minimum of that. Like, and even the stuff that is that is not a real issue. Like, I wish I didn't have to get full up the gas to return the rental car. I just don't want to prepay gas. I just, there's an element of me that I'm very economical, or some people would say cheap. (laughs) I'm not cheap. I just respect money. I have high regard for money, cause I remember a day when I didn't have it, right? So yeah, maybe I wish I could bypass the rental car. I wish I had a a, a person traveling with me, a road manager, someone who I just jumped in the car. That's my that's that's my gripe at this point. <laughs> So, yeah, did that on that Thursday. Ended up going home, hanging out. Uh, Went to the actual Diamond Ball, which is my fraternity cap outside. We had Columbia Alumni, which I'm a member. We had our summer party. Not summer party. our, Our Christmas party, basically. But it was our social, our formal. Did that. Rolled up out of there because I had an early morning flight to Louisville louisville kentucky i did another corporate event for gordon food services i did their annual awards gala where they give out employee of the year and efficiency awards and all the things i mean this was a big deal because i went up i guess this thing kicked off at about five and it goes to about nine nine thirty and i was the beginning so I, I I did the comedy right up out the gate to get everything percolating and popping. And then I was back to the green room eating my dinner, and then I was in the room, buddy. I was in that room. I was in that room. What was I watching? I was watching some game that was on that night. It was Saturday night that had to have been the end-season tournament, which I enjoy. There's a lot of people out here complaining about... The end-season tournament. I Anything that would provides more basketball, I'm all for it. Because what else was on TV that night? The Heisman. And that just really felt like a long infomercial. I'm glad the end-season tournament was on. The Heisman. And then that's also after watching a pretty brutal Army-Navy game. That the score was 9-17. to Yeah. More basketball, please. So, yeah, I was on that road. I was on that road, man, and shout out to the South Carolina Charter School Conference and to Gordon Food Service. I had a wonderful time. Thank y'all for the hospitality. And this was one of the times where both of my my hosts, the folks that were my point of contact, they were, boy, they were nervous. They were nervous. (laughs) One of my hosts was basically like I had a sound check at about 4.30. This person calls me in my room at in the hotel is in the same I'm in the hotel where the where the event is happening and I'm I'm like on the fifth floor the ballroom's on the second floor <laughs> and I get the call and they say hey are you headed out to the sound check I was like no sound checks at 4:30 it was like yes yeah, it's, it's 4:20 I was like yeah it takes about 3 minutes <laughs> to get and the person was like what? You, know where you you know where you're going? I was like, nah, not really. But I can probably figure out where, where's the ball. She was like, oh, that's on the second floor. You need me to come up to your room and get you. No, I don't. I don't. So it's that type of energy. Let that I was up against that type. So that, that's the stuff I'm that's the stuff that is inconveniencing me in life. A, a overzealous person that's trying to do their job. I, that bothers me. That's what I got going on right now. Man, get out of here, man. I, I'm blessed. But that's me on the road. But the moment y'all all been waiting for. The title of this particular podcast. It's The best advice ever. This is some great advice. I have been marinating on this advice for a minute. I've been thinking about it. It's been percolating. I've been, it's been in my spirit, right? It's been on my heart, in my head. And I, and I, and I, I really want to be I want to approach this with some 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 gravitas some some perspective and i and I, I'm gonna say this and i and it's not it's not comedic, it's not funny, I'm not being facetious. The best advice ever that I want to offer is please don't suffer in silence. <laughs> It's amazing as I, I'm looking out at my world, people that I know, friends, family members, and I'm watching folks struggle in silence. And by the time someone says something, it's crisis. And I, I and especially for men, and and I may even put this caveat. Black men, bro. Like, if you are in relationship with black men, be a safe space. And, and that's something I got to evaluate for myself. Am I am I a safe space? And I and I, and I have to think. It sometimes I'm probably not a safe space. So I'm, I'm so I'm so achievement oriented. I'm so action oriented I'm so about on getting the business. I'm so. High standards and productivity and execution where it makes people not feel safe. And that's unfortunate because I want to be a place of safety. And I, I think that I am a place of safety, but I think that is a true layer that causes maybe those that are in my life to say, ah, might, like like, man, get, get your, get your act together. Like, you know, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be very uh, abrasive or, or not sympathetic, not empathetic, not, not supporter. I'm gonna be like, brush yourself off, boy. Cut all that crying out, like, and that's that's not, that's not the case. And I can do that, and we need that. There, there are definitely times when we do need somebody to kick us in our butt. It's hey, bro. Come on, man, get it together. But I do hope that going forward, I will be able to communicate a level of vulnerability with people to let them know, hey, man, if you want to talk about anything, your boy's available. And I looked, man, I said, okay, what are some reasons why people suffer in silence? One of the reasons is stigma and shame. People are embarrassed. They're embarrassed that the marriage is not working. They got laid off of a job. They just aren't motivated. And whatever the issue is, there's some stigma, some shame. maybe. And, and I was just talking to my son about this. My son, and I might I have even mentioned this before. Son plays basketball, and he was playing super tentative. I went to one of his practices, playing super tentative. And I, and I talked to him. I said, hey, man, what's – I'm looking at you playing. You just don't seem to be playing with any freedom and you don't seem to be having fun. I said, well, you know, what are you thinking about when you're out there on the court? And my son said something very heartbreaking. He said, trying not to make mistakes. I'm like, Yo. That's not how you play basketball, my guy. Like, you gotta make the mistakes, man. It's like that shouldn't even be my thought. I, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't balled in a minute, but I, my, my thought is like, how am I get to this basket? Or 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 just I was in the moment. Like I wasn't thinking about much of anything. I was just feeling out how it felt. Okay, I see. My man cut into the basket. Let me get this ball. Like I'm i was very split second decisions. Like, man, if you on the court trying not to make mistakes, you know what you're gonna be doing? Making a bunch of mistakes. And that's just not how you live life. Man, I I, I mean I get into these, I get into these conversations because I love sports, man. I, I really do. I really enjoy sports. I enjoy the competitive. Like I wish I would have understood how I like sports as a child the way I do now for the element of team and growth and resistance and struggle. I like being a part of a team, but I, I, I like playing sports to shine. I want it to hit the game, win a shot, make the. Make the pass, hit the free throws, It's me, 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 me. Now I see sports as an organism, and I see it as a journey, right? And I'm having these conversations with these folks that I don't even know <laughs> in these little these little sport chat internet things, and it's just one. I'm not in these multiple. And we, and, I, and I'm excited, again, I'm I'm tell you time and time again, I'm, I'm excited about the coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks, Lamont Parrish, and I think if you're a coach of South Carolina Gamecock men's basketball program, get in on the ground level. That's what I just heard some coach said. I'm because I'm, I'm looking at this man. This man won 11 games last season. We're currently eight and one. It's not even January yet. So realistically, they could they could total the wins before we even get in the conference play this year. Like you can get the. Eleven wins before we even start in the SEC, and I'm looking at the players that he's bringing in. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at how he enjoys his job. I'm looking at the body language. I, it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's night and day from what things looked like a year ago. And I'm like, yo, this is going in the direction of success. I see it. And I'm talking to somebody online, and they're like. It was a sloppy game. You know, we just beat East Carolina. It was a sloppy game. And at this level of their career, they shouldn't be making these fundamental mistakes. And I'm like, who told you that? Like, I watched the NBA. Like, if I'm not mistaken, that is the highest level of basketball professionally. Like, I mean, I know there's some great leagues, Overseas, but I think the NBA is the gold standard of basketball excellence. And you know what they do in the NBA? They miss free throws. They miss jump shots. They turn the ball over. They miss layups. (laughs) They miss dunks. So why do you think an 18 to 23, 4, 5, 6, like these kids getting all these extra years now, it's not going to be doing the same thing. I make mistakes at my job. I, I, want, to, I want to record this podcast an hour earlier than when I'm recording. But do I get on social media and say, it's unacceptable for me to show up an hour later than what I had desired to do? No. And I said to this person, it's amazing to me how sports fans have higher standards for athletes than they have for themselves. And I, I know, I'm fighting a, a losing battle. But I'm going to say this about sports, and I'm, I'm going to get on to the rest of my best advice ever. I don't watch sports to escape my life. So that's why I'm so frustrated with people that do. I think there's a combination of people. I think the people that watch sports as an escape. I'm not that person. Like, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the competition. I enjoy being a fan and having emotions. But I'm not trying to escape my life. I'm not into sports betting. So that's not a a component for me. I just really like to support. I mean, I've been a a South Carolina Gamecock basketball fan since middle school. For real. I can name guys Joe Rett, Barry Manning, JoJo English. I mean I watch I watched these guys for years. Big fan. Now, I kinda was a North Carolina gang, not gang. North Carolina Tar Heel fan parallel. So I did there were many years that I was supporting the Tar Heels, but I've long. And I cut I I'm the kid that cut newspaper clippings and and, and had them in a like in a notebook. I would cut Gamecock clippings and put it in a folder. So don't like, like, miss me with the, what have you done for me lately? Like, I, I'm not Johnny Come Lately. Like, I've watched this thing, and I'm going to support who the current coach is and the current climate of what's happening, and it's and it's worth supporting. Like, and I see it. So all that to be said, um, it's it's crazy that we have these unrealistic expectations that we hold and people can't make mistakes and they can't do things incorrectly and i just think that that's unfortunate and that's one of the reasons why people feel like they need to suffer in silence because there's unrealistic expectation there's going to be stigma and shame associated what else fear of judgment people don't want to be judged lack of support systems there's cultural or familiar or fa- family merely. <laughs> there are cultural or fam- familial fam- expectations. There's cultural expectations that, hey, our, our family is this particular way. You shouldn't be doing these particular things, right? So I got suffering silence. And then the fear of consequences. So I, I do request and I plead that if you know someone or if you are someone that's suffering suffering in silence, stop like, like say you ain't gotta get help here, but get help somewhere, right? It's important. You got a long life to live. And you just need some perspective. And the multitude of counselors is safety, man, and people out here living dangerously without having sound counsel. And, and people that you not, like, you can't just, you can't have just one counselor. And you feel like you would disappoint that one counselor. Get you some more counselors. Get you some people on your team. Get you some folks that you could just talk shop like, hey, I'm going to say it how I say it. This is what it is, what it is, what it is. Shout out to Bone Hampton. Comedian, well, man, I have uh overindulged myself, <laughs> and on the road, in the best advice ever, and I just, I just chewed up the time. Time's gone. Time's out of here, and I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna force feed y'all. Rest of these segments, mind the mic. What you're not gonna do? I even have a new segment. where I talk about next week? The what you're reading segment. I'm going to talk about this book that I just read, The Art of Learning. But, man, thank y'all so much. I I, I apologize. I didn't get to all the things. But I hope I said something, man, that gave you some perspective, caused you to think a little bit. Please like, subscribe. Tell people about this podcast, man. Let folks know. If you're enjoying it, let me know. Um, I do want to talk about 2024, Uh, my friend Lamiron Jenkins told me uh, this concept a few years ago. I think that he got it from a team that he supports, a coach that I'm uh, ambivalent about. (laughs) But basically, they they choose one word for the year. What's your word for 2024? I want you to think about that. And I'll share my word on the next podcast. My word for this year was resurgence. I feel like. I feel like that's kind of. I feel like that's happened. I, I feel like I did go back to the basics and, and try to try to implement what, what has gotten me to where I am. I think sometimes you can get to a place and kind of forget the basics, the fundamentals. So this this year, twenty twenty three, the word was resurgence for me, and I feel like I've resurged. I feel like I've knocked some of this uh, quarantine COVID. Some of the challenges of that that were pretty pretty heavy on, but I, I did get hit with a I got hit with a doozy this year twenty twenty three did hit me with a daddy doozy. Speaking of daddy, Big Dad Energy Tour, man, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. I'm coming to you the the, the Tampa Improv, January the sixth. That's a four o'clock show. Let people know if you're down in South, down in the South. Not well, that's not the South of Florida, but if you South to South Carolina. But if you're in Florida, if you're in Tampa, Florida, Clearwater, St. Pete, I don't know all the other areas. Even Orlando, y'all can jump in a car and come on over. Tampa. I will be at the Tampa Improv on January the 6th. That's my first event in the new year. That's I think that's, I believe so. As of as of this current moment. But man, thank y'all so much for tuning in. To the Best Advice Ever podcast, man. I uh, hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Look forward to being back with you. Same next week, same bat channel, same bat, bat place. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I, and I appreciate it. I really do. I, that's, I'm, not, I'm just not saying that. I truly mean that. And I, I wish you the best, especially this week. This is hump day or whatever day you're hearing this. I hope the week gets gooder and gooder for you. I'll see you next time. Peace.